Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, May the 15th, 2020. I hope this finds you all staying safe and staying sweaty wherever you are at. No matter if you're still kind of in the you know stay-at-home, shelter-in-place order, or if you guys are in a place where the country or the state uh, or the region is slowly starting to open up, I hope you guys truly do uh, make the most of it. But I wanted to hop on the podcast today and drop this message because I think it will help all of you. But before I jump in, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Beam CBD. My homies over at Beam. And again, it's beamtlc.com, not to be confused with THC. If you guys are interested, uh, I'm happy to hook you up. Uh, discount code is Jeremy Scott, always for 20% off everything on the site. I have been taking the Beam uh, CBD tincture every single night to help me a stay asleep so I don't wake up thinking about some of this bullshit that we're dealing with. And uh, honestly, you know, for the inflammation is is the biggest thing I take it for. But obviously, during this season of life, uh, any stress relief it can bring, I've surely been uh, down with that. And I also been jumping in on their uh, Clarity product, which is like an aptogen blend, which has the lion's mane in there, which again helps with brain function. So hopefully, it helps me get through this podcast because I'm exhausted today. And if you guys are on YouTube, you can see right there. Uh, literally just dump it, put it in water. And uh, I've been taking it every morning, kind of next to my coffee. And then again, obviously, I've been taking it, uh, you know, the tincture one drop every night before I go to sleep. I do about a thousand milligrams there. So if you guys are interested in trying the Beam CBD, hit me up. Discount code is Jeremy Scott for 20% off always, forever, on every product they do. And again, it is THC free. So you will not get high. You got to go somewhere else for that. So, and uh, admittedly, uh, I'm exhausted today. I really am. And it's not from training. Uh, although I did have a good workout session yesterday. The day before, I kind of crushed it. But uh, it's just mental at this point. It really is. I think a lot of you guys are, are probably there with me. And I, I forget the podcast we did this on. I don't have the research in front of me. I think it was like when you're really you know, maxing out your brain cells, which I don't have as many as a lot of you listening. So when I push them, I get tired quick. But uh, I think it was like... When you really think about something or you're just you're focused or you're working or you're stressed, that can drain your life energy by like at least 20%. And I think I'm there uh, today. And not that I'm overly stressed. It's just I got a lot of stuff to do because uh, in Arizona, I think it was on Tuesday. Was it the 12th? The 12th or the 13th, they said, you know, fitness facilities, uh, big box gyms, CrossFit places, all those things could open up. And uh, they gave everybody about six hours notice, so that's cool. Um, and uh, obviously, we're not open yet. Uh, I wasn't going to be the first person to rush back. Obviously, we closed our gym down, I think it was like 10 days before or seven days before uh, the mandate even came. And so we're going to, we're waiting about almost two weeks or, you know, week and a half, 10 days, 11 days uh, before we open up. So we won't be open up until about a week from today, just because there's a lot of hoops to jump through. There's a lot of pieces to put in place, a lot of people to reach out to, you know, those who are coming back, those who aren't coming back, whether they lost a job or, you know, they're not comfortable, you know, being in a, a gym setting yet. So there's a lot of things to navigate and it's not, I wouldn't call it the most fun I've ever had running a business. So I'll put it that way. Just the, all the, all the, it's a lot of shit, man. And that's the thing. I don't know. A lot of you listening out there are, Intelligence, you understand this when I say it, but some people don't. You know, when you ask uh, a company, a business to shut down, it's a, it's a really hard thing to do, especially when it's something that's never been done in my lifetime. 
And uh, I never in my life if I lived a time where I thought they would say, hey, man, all of you guys, are, you're not essential. You got to close down and just stop, you know, working and stop being. And that's really hard to do. It was a tough uh, decision to make, tough conversations to have, uh, how to navigate it, you know, with staff and, and, and clients and, and financially and all that shit. And then the crazy thing is because of, of what's going on, the opening back up is even harder. It's more difficult to navigate. And I don't. I don't want to do this again, so I don't know if this ever happens again or something, or we, I don't know. I just I just don't know, and uh, I don't want to roll through it again. It's just taking a lot of brain power and a lot of thinking and a lot of, you know, a lot of shit uh, to chew on and eat, and I'm all for eating shit, man, but there's only so much you can take, dude. Uh, it's not like eating cinnamon rolls. Just, <laughs> it just isn't the same, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, that's all I can say at this point but there is some positives that have uh that have come from this most definitely and i'm going to share those here with you guys for me personally and obviously as we've kind of navigated this season and this is off topic but this has affected everybody you know at some level in some way some people you know directly and drastically they lost their lives they've lost loved ones i'm never going to downplay that because there is a huge health aspect of it. And all the frontline workers, the people who were listed as essential, that are your grocery store people, the people at the gas store you see, uh, your physicians, your nurses, those guys. And then there's the ones where it's economically impacted them. You've been furloughed. You've been laid off. You've lost your job. Your companies went under. They told you your business had to shut down and you had to stay at home. And hopefully you had three to six months of emergency expenses to keep open, which, which most people understand. Most businesses do not have that. And, you know, I'm not special. I'm just a dude who's worked what I would consider to be really fucking hard over the past 10, 11, 12 years. And, uh, you know, I paid off my house. I've done a lot of things that other people, you know, haven't done. I don't have kids. So there's a lot of things in my corner that I have going right. And so I understand the struggle for like a restaurant because I couldn't even imagine how to run that business or like a retail shop and and other things. And that's tough too. And it, again, I'm not here to pick a side or draw a line and I would never want to be a governor or a president or anything like that those seem like terrible jobs to me but there is an impact of people not working and not earning money and not getting assistance and there's you know again I'm not judging anything here but you take like me like my wife you know gets furloughed from a job they tell me to close my business down there's no government help for us there's no unemployment that we're getting there's no stimulus checks there's no anything coming our way whatsoever. We're just two people left out in the world to, to figure it the fuck out. And if I wasn't me, and if we didn't live our life this way forever, and if it wasn't this person on, you know, line with, you know, podcasts and the, and the social media following we have and the email list and all these things, and I was just a really good, you know, fitness trainer, we would probably be fucked right now. And that's and I, and I know a lot of people in that boat, and it's gut wrenching for me to see. And so I hate all of this across the board and I feel terrible for a lot of people I really do I've had I think I've always had an empathy gene inside me because I can feel I think more than a lot of other people can feel for others I can imagine being in their shoes and and the people who have kids and stuff like that's a tough spot to be in where you have so much going on you feel like you can't breathe you got to work at home you got three kids there like Monica who's like my right hand here you know we still have her doing stuff uh, not as much as normal, and I try to chew on as much as I can for her because she's at home with three kids trying to navigate this too and, and help us, you know, kind of come out on the other side. And so it's it's tough across the board, and I and I feel 
for everyone. And, and I share that. And again, don't feel bad for you guys. I'm cool. I'm fine. I'm going to be all right either, either way, no matter what. I can always change gears and shift lanes. Like that, the one thing about me, uh, I got a lot of good stuff going on in my life. And so as shitty as it's been and, and some of the days where it's like uh, I'm, I'm stressed about it and I, and I don't feel good about it and I know it's even harder coming back because of all the things we have to do and, and the way it's going to be and how people are, you know, some are comfortable, some are not comfortable and just how we have to do stuff. It's like doing 10 times more work for like way less money and and way more stress and responsibility for not the same reward. It kind of sucks, right? And I say that as I look at the 8 billion people in the world, I got it really fucking good, man. I really do. I don't know if these are luxury problems, the shit I'm having to deal with now, but in comparison to all the other stuff other people have to deal with, I'll take my problems over others because mine is, it's more of a, here's what your life looked like and here's what you want it to look like and here's maybe what it looks like now for a season or two. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise and that's what I'm going to touch on in this podcast there. We're going to talk about anchors and kind of how to let them go and how to have perspective and gratitude and understand your life is what you make it and we can't control the things that happen to us, albeit the season we're sitting in right now. But we can control how we react and pivot and how we move forward and maybe change for the better in some cases here. And that's the boat I'm I'm setting in right now. And so I'm going to share something with you guys from Adam Greentree here that he threw up on Instagram. And I saved it probably like a week or so ago. It's touching on perspective. And it really is. And I'll say this. Uh, I'm a grown man. Um, there is no safety net for me. Nobody is going to come save me or give me money or do anything for me. So I am, I'm out in the woods by myself. I'm survivor man right now. So I'm, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio and the Revenant. I got to make my way back and, and figure it out. In living through 9-11 and living through 0708 and living through this right now in the middle of it, it has not been fun. But Adam Greentree threw this up and he goes, and I quote, For a small amount of perspective at this moment, imagine you were born in 1900. When you are 14 years old, World War I starts, and it ends on your 18th birthday, with 22 million people killed. Later in the year, the Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you're 20 years old. 50 million people die in those two years. Yes, 50 million people dead. When you're 29, the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25%. Global GDP drops to 27%. Or drops 27%. That's crazy. That runs until you're 33 years old. The country nearly collapses along with the world economy. When you turn 39, World War II starts. You aren't even over the hill yet, and you've already lived through this shit. When you're 41, the United States is fully pulled into World War II. Between your 39th and 45th birthday, 75 million people perish in the war, and the Holocaust kills an estimated another 6 million people. At 52, the Korean War starts, and 5 million people die. At 64... The Vietnam War begins, 
and it doesn't end for many years. Four million people die during that conflict. Approaching your 62nd birthday, you have the Cuban Missile Crisis and a tipping point in the Cold War. Life on our planet, as we know it, could have ended during that span. But great leaders and people prevented that from happening. As you turn 75, the Vietnam War finally ends. Think of everyone on the planet born in the year 1900. How did they survive all that? And as a kid in 1985, we didn't think that our 85-year-old grandparent understood how hard school was for us and how difficult our life was at the time. Yet those grandparents who eventually probably became, you know, grandparents for some of us listening, you know, they survived all that shit and then some. And I share that because perspective is real. Perspective and gratitude are the game, and they've always been the game. And to understand where you rank, not just in the 8 billion people on the planet, which if you're listening to me on your iPhone, you're driving your car, you're in the luxury of your home, and you have Netflix and all this other cool shit. Yeah, this sucks right now, man. It's tough. It's gut-wrenching, and I'm living it with you. But we got a pretty fucking good dude. And so perspective really is is an amazing art. Once you can grasp it and own it and understand it, you can master it. And let's try to keep things in perspective. And let's try to be smart. Let's try to help each other out. And we'll all get through this shit together. And in the history of the world, there has never been a storm that's lasted longer than us. And I don't think this is going to be the one that does it. And so this too shall pass. And uh, I guess the takeaway is we've lived in a pretty great era thus far even with all the shit we're having to chew on today in this moment. And again, I'm not sharing this as a comparison thing, although you can use it that way. It's more of a perspective thing and understanding, you know, this sucks. It's not fun. It's a weird thing. But when you look back in the history of the world and all the things that were, you know, going to end us and our existence and the world as we know it, none of it happened. We figured it out. And with, the technology we have today and the people and the minds, I think we'll get to a place where we can, we can solve this world too. And there is a lot of positive things coming out from this as we kind of move back into life and understanding that we're going to be all right, man. It didn't, uh, didn't bury us, just planted us to grow into this version. And obviously, you know, any loss of life is terrible and I feel awful for anybody who's lost a parent for this you know, uh, a friend, a family member, whatever it may be. And hopefully we keep moving forward to find ways to to limit that and do that. And obviously there's, it's tough on both sides of the fence, man, because I see the people suffering from not having money and not having a job. And the the, the, the price and the toll that takes on people too is, is drastic as well. Which brings me to a note my good homie Travis Merritt had sent out. And then I'm going to talk to you guys about what it's done for me and you take away from this what you want and hopefully you know it helps you see what positive there can be in it and that's all we can do we can't control the shit that happens to us all we can control is how we react to it how we see it and how we do things moving forward and sometimes we get married to the past 
or we get married to a vision of the future that we want things to be or we thought they would be and now they're not going to be at least in the you know immediate future who knows what will happen you know 4 years from now and this is a line from the novel uh line of duty and author michael grants uh has one of his characters deliver this and i quote a guy i fish a guy excuse me a guy i fish with once told me a funny story. He just bought an anchor. And as he went forward to tie it to the anchor line, he slipped and fell overboard. Suddenly, he is sitting on the bottom of the lake in 15 feet of water, cradling his brand new anchor. He didn't want to let it go. But he was running out of breath, realizing his choice was drowning or losing the anchor he reluctantly let go and swam to the surface. The character in the novel, a police detective, went on to say, The job has been my anchor, and I've been holding on to it for 23 years. I don't want to let it go either, but I've run out of breath. End quote. I share that because most people can get caught up holding on to prized anchors. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with, with fitness, but near to this podcast, we're just talking about life here. And people maybe can relate because hanging out to anchors in the form of thoughts, beliefs, and roles that they put themselves in and stories that they've told themselves over the years, which you guys have heard me talk about before. And your anchor might be, and your story might be, if you want to interchange them, you're the victim. You're the martyr. You're the angry person. You're the perpetual loser. You're the person who's not athletic. You're not fit. You're not smart. Um, you're just not good at this. You know, all that self-talk is an anchor of the way that you see yourself and the way that you've seen your life and the way that you see your life in the future moving forward. And I know this can get deep which I don't want to go super crazy, but I do want to let this kind of sink in here. With this season of life that we, we've been in and we're currently in and we're, we're trying to navigate our way out of it and what that, you know, I'm going to call the temporary normal looks like because I don't think it's, it's a new normal. I think, you know, everything is temporary. Everything's always changing. People are like, oh, I hate change. I'm like, change is going to happen. You got to evolve with it, you know, otherwise you're a dinosaur and you die. And, and sometimes it's, it's just shitty change. Sometimes it's a shitty evolution and sometimes it's good. But with this, you know, quarantine, you know, lockdown, stay at home order, whatever you want to call it. Life changed for many people. For me, just like many of you listening right now in your car or in your earbuds doing your aerobic work or riding a salt bike if you, if you got access to one now. And for a lot of us, things were forced to slow down. And while I physically didn't have to be here every single day and have grinded during this to, to do the best I can for everybody who wants to be part of what we're doing here, it slowed down even for me. It really did. And it forced me to do things differently, such as, you know, work from home or work here solo, um, have different conversations with my wife you know, spend more time with my dog, which has been amazing, by the way. Uh, you know, maybe for you guys, it's cook more. It's get outside more. 
is spend more time with your kids or, or see your kids or your spouse in a different light. Maybe that's good. Maybe maybe it's bad. I don't know, depending on how they're you know, handling it, seeing them, how they process stress, how they process grief, how they kind of live their life. Uh, and maybe for you, it's been a time where you could do more self-reflection and ask yourself the question that I asked myself during this, like, what the fuck am I really doing, right? Like, what the hell am I really doing with my life? Like, what have I been doing the last six months? What have I been doing the last year? What have I been doing the last 10 years? Am I really happy doing that? Do I want to continue doing it at the same pace or the same scale? What do I want my life to look like? Not how much money do I want to make? Not how, you know, much impact do I want to have? Not how, you know, what my job title is or how famous you want to be? None of that bullshit. What do you want your life to look like? And so during this time uh, of staying at home, you may have discovered things that fulfilled you more, such as, you know, the time with your family. Maybe it's you like sleeping in. Maybe you like staying up late. Maybe you found a new passion or a hobby or you remembered one that you had lost. Or maybe you just enjoyed a slower paced lifestyle. And you understood like you don't want to get caught up in the rat race and the bullshit and all the stuff that you were grinding for and working for and doing all this for either isn't important to you or it doesn't matter as much as you thought it did or it's not as fulfilling because you can see it from the other side of the plexiglass, if you will. And you may have discovered, you know, the things you're doing pre, you know, quarantine or or pre stay at home you didn't even know how much they affected you until you didn't get to do them as often. Maybe you realized you missed people way more than you thought. You missed, you know, the freedom. You missed the family time or you missed the the, the fitness community you're part of or you missed actually going to work out when, you know, you used to skip workouts before and now you can't go do it and you're like, well, fuck, now actually I missed the sled or I missed the assault bike, which I have heard from people, which is crazy because not something you think you'd ever hear, but when you have something and you're used to it as a tool and now it's taken away, you're like, well, shit, maybe I want that back in my life. Or maybe it was things like you don't give a shit about, right? Like, Maybe you don't want to do the long commute anymore. Maybe you don't want to be in a toxic work environment. Maybe you don't want to just wake up and and go to a job that doesn't fulfill you just for money so you can buy a bunch of fucking stuff. Like, maybe you weren't taking care of yourself. And that's the one I've actually heard a lot from people. And I don't just mean physically, but, you know, spiritually, you know, mentally and emotionally. Maybe this is a chance for you to actually learn how to eat better. Take you know, better quality supplements, you know, get more sleep, not run yourself into the ground for what? Career advancement, a paycheck, a car, a certain kind of backsplash, like fancy fill in the blank. I don't know. But, you know, with this life we've been forced into the last couple months, you might have had a bit more time to actually self-reflect and realize that there is another way. There is another option. There is another way of life. And maybe, just maybe, you are holding yourself down from a better way of living with an anchor that you never knew you really had. And it was there all along. And, you know, what's that anchor that's slowing you down? Or maybe what's that anchor that's even drowning you from living the life that you actually want? 
You know, what's that anchor that's keeping you from living another better, more fulfilling life? Not one, not one just chasing money. Not one just chasing status and stuff. Not showing up doing a bullshit task you don't like. But a life that you really want to live. A meaningful life. And only you can answer that. And if you ask yourself that question and you're brave enough to take action, I think you're going to see your world change. And I think you're going to see it change for the better. I share that with you guys for the fact of this is me being completely transparent with you. I've been running a million miles an hour for a decade because I wanted to do something different. I didn't I don't I don't want to do something I hate every day. And obviously now in the season it's a little bit different. I'm doing a lot of shit I don't like to do, but that's it's a job, right? Like sometimes there's going to be things you don't want to do. But I don't want to do that forever. And the pace that even I was running at is a pace that's not sustainable for life. And my my intention was never to to work 100 hours a week every week till I was 59 and a half years old. This is not, it was, never was going to happen. It was always my thing. I always, we would joke, established by 35, retire by 40. It's probably a little bit optimistic. But when I say that in jest, because I want to be able to do things that I want to do and create a culture that really helps people, in, albeit in a roundabout way that does pay you, and you can kind of live this life of freedom. But as we went through this, obviously, this is a fitness business. You know, I do a lot of things that are connected to fitness that aren't really fitness, but at the end of the day, we coach people. We help people. Yes, there's other projects and corporations and things that that we make money from, but a bulk of what we do here is coaching humans. And obviously during this, we've had a lot of people lose their jobs. They're they can't afford to be here right now. So they're they're not going to be coming back. There's a lot of people here who the dynamic has changed in their life. They're a little bit freaked out about the situation. They're not going to be coming back to us right now. And that might be 45 days, 60 days, 90 days. Who knows? It might be 2021. So this business is going to look different, you know, for the rest of the year. Now, there's people we're still going to work with in the small settings, whatever. The corporate speaking stuff we used to do to the bigger groups is probably not going to happen. A lot of the things we once did are going to have to shift and pivot. Our online game is going to be ramped up to a whole nother level, which if you guys have been watching us on YouTube and uh, Instagram and the podcast, obviously you've seen our, you know, I get, what do you call it, following of people kind of, you know, blow up, if you will. And, and our community has grown there, which is super cool. So I'm going to keep delivering as best I can. But in terms of the demand here, it's not the same right now. And I don't know if it will be in three months or six months or into next year. And so I sat there and I said, well, you know, I've been going 100 miles an hour doing everything because we wanted to pay off our house and do all that stuff, which, again, oddly enough, I paid off my house 30 days before this shitstorm happened. So if you believe in God, source energy, or the universe, or unicorn tears, thank you for helping me do that because it's made my life not as stressful during the season for sure. But I, I looked at my schedule and what I was doing and literally, and I say that people are like, oh, Jeremy, you really work 100 hours a week. I'm not exaggerating. Yes, I was working 100 hours a fucking week and it's insanity. Looking back on it, it is insane. And it's been insane what I've done during this season for sure. But now as I come back, and it's all a business demand, right? And uh, we have a team here and we can do whatever with our people and uh, you know, you know, revenue considered. My schedule is going to be different. How I'm going to show up here is going to be different. How I'm going to schedule things is going to be different. I'm going to 
you know, certain things I'm going to say no to and certain things I'm going to have to move and shift for a my own health and my own sanity and just my own happiness. Because at the end of the day, like your life is really short, man. And I hope you guys are, if you're chasing something, you're just chasing happiness and not chasing money and not just chasing stuff. And sure, there's seasons of life where you have to do that and there's certain opportunities you have to take and certain things you have to do. But how much money do you really need? Only you can answer that. You know, how much stuff, you know, is enough stuff, right? And so for me, I know personally, I'm always going to do things and be, you know, conservative and responsible and I want to help as many people as possible. But I also understand like I can't, you know, burn the candle at both ends forever and make myself sick. I don't want my own, you know, health, my own happiness, my own workouts, you know, to suffer because of it. I want to be excited and jack to come here every single day. I don't ever want to dread it. I want it to be fun. And moving forward, I'm going to do things a little bit differently for me personally, and I'm going to do what's best for our people here, uh, best for our staff here. And I know now I can do this life a lot of different ways. I don't have to do it the way I was doing it. And I guess that's what I'm sharing with you guys is that in a lot of ways, and again, I've lived a life on both ends. I've made no money, and I've made a lot of money. Happiness level doesn't change for me. It means absolutely nothing. But what we do, I think, as people, we get married to an idea of what things are and, and what they should be and what we want them to be. And making, you know, if you used if you used to make thirty-two thousand bucks a year, now you make two hundred and thirty-two thousand. That two thirty-two can become an anchor real fucking quick. It can go from like making no dollars and be like, okay. This is my life, but I have, you know, freedom in this. And then all of a sudden you make in 100K, 200K, 300K and up and up and up. And you're like, well, shit. Now you feel like you have to do that. You feel like you have to run at that pace and you have to go that hard every single day. And you don't. Because it doesn't change the happiness level. I'm telling you this because I've lived through it all. And doing things and understanding like there's a trade-off there. If you don't make as much money, you, you can't have as fancy a stuff unless you're willing to finance it, which is fucking stupid, so don't do that. Um, and that's okay. If your trips are a little bit more modest, if the car you drive is a little bit older, but you're happier, you're healthier, you have better perspective, I think that's a good trade-off. So for a lot of people, the salary you used to make could have been the anchor. The job title you had could have been the anchor. The the dream house you always thought you needed could have been the anchor. The, the, the two or three cars or the one super expensive car you had could have been the anchor. And again, I'm not talking you out of stuff. I'm not talking you out of working hard. I'll never do that to you guys. But understand how happy are you. And maybe, just maybe this season of life, there's certain things you want to go back to for sure. And there's probably certain parts of this you want to hold on to. I'm okay with holding on to my wife and I being able to take like a random trip on a weekday to go do something fun just for us. I'd like to hold on to that or the option to do it. I'd like to hold on to, you know, maybe not working 100 hours every single week. It's not necessary. I don't need to do it. Like the money isn't worth it. It's just not. And those are just things for me as personal takeaways. Like I want to have a little bit more flexibility in my schedule. 
I want to be able to do things that are maybe outside of what I've been used to do because I was like, it has to be this. We have to keep, you know, and again, when you're in a business, you're looking at it from a, you know, I look at it from a happiness standpoint, one, and then secondary, like a, a P&L sheet standpoint, because at the end of the day, you can be super happy, but if the business is not making money and you're broke as fuck, like nobody's happy and the whole thing doesn't exist. But I just know I don't have to do things the way I was doing them. And all of you listening to me don't have to either. This can be your opportunity to, you know, downshift in speed or level up things in your business or downshift in the business and level up things in terms of free time and and happiness and how you choose to see things. And what I would tell you is this, no matter what direction you go and nothing is permanent, like I said, everything is temporary. Just make sure you're auditing as you go along the way. And as we kind of come out of this, whether it's, you know, the next month or two months or three months or six months or, or who knows what it is, you just take it as it comes and don't get right back into the same shit you're always doing. Taking on the same stress, burning the candle at both ends, not making your own health and fitness and life a priority because it's not worth it, man. It really isn't. You know, what I have learned during this is we're here for such a short amount of time that we just need to do fun shit that we like, hopefully with people that we like. And when we can start getting podcast guests back here, which is probably going to be in the next, hopefully, you know, week or two, I'm going to slowly start reaching out to some people and having some of these conversations with them and you know, picking their brains because I think it's kind of nice to hear, you know, other people's perspective and how they're dealing with it and how they've dealt with it and, and how they're navigating it moving forward for nothing else to give you guys some perspective and insight because um, you've got mine. And I think, you know, we can have a lot of real good takeaways, obviously, from this. There'll be a, you know, a, a weird uh, transitionary phase as we kind of move through it. And again, none of us knows what the future holds and, and what it looks like you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now. But I will say this, this is a side note, I'll let you guys go. Uh, during this, I, I try not to watch any news and any negative shit. And I just can't, man, because it's just like, it just fucks with your brain. It really does. I think it just rots your brain. And uh, so we've been watching things that are like, put me in a good mood. Like I had the hangover on last night, just comical shit. And by the way, the hangover is like, it could be like the funniest movie of all time. It's pretty. Cl- if it's not, it's 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 on Mount Rushmore of funniest movies. It's right up there. I throw Step Brothers in the same kind of category too. But man, The Hangover is just like, it's just classic. Anyways, as you've been watching things that have put us in a good mood, we've been watching this. Uh, I don't know if it's HGTV or what. We have it on demand. We don't have cable. We have Sling. By the way, if you guys get Sling, it's amazing. Way cheaper than cable, and uh, you can do what you want. It costs you like one fourth of the price. But. Uh, been watching like log cabin living and as i like watching somewhere in like somewhere in wisconsin actually i went in arizona here like up in sholo uh northern arizona which we do have mountains and snow here by the way if you guys have never been to arizona it's very uh dynamic but it sucks uh don't come here quote unquote ian and uh anyways we've been watching this log cabin living as we kind of go through it and i'm like that would be pretty cool and i'm not saying i'm gonna move into log cabin tomorrow but who knows in uh you know 15 years in 12 years and who knows what happened in five years maybe that's what i just say fuck it one day and uh i don't want to do what i'm doing and i want to just change gears and i want to go live in a log cabin and have 
just a bunch of space and just be a, a, a person on the internet, if you will. And that's how I'll run my business and I'll do things that way. Who knows? Probably not until I'm old and bald and, and fat and uh, I can't do this anymore. But who knows? That might be the route I take and just understanding I can always, you know, downsize some things to upgrade in happiness or completely shift gears and just be like, you know what? Not what do I want to do to make money, but what do I want to do to be free, to be happy, to have a different pace? And some people might go the other way. They might be in the country right now and they want to go live in Manhattan. Respect. The point of me sharing that is you have choices. You're bound by almost nothing. Now, I don't have a bunch of kids and shit. And so for you guys, that's a, I'm not going to tell you how to navigate those landmines. But for me at this point, it's like, I have a choice and I don't have to let anything be an anchor. I need to look at everything as an opportunity and a blessing and we can't get married to it and the idea of what we think it has to be. Because if you would have told me at, you know, 26, my life would be this at 36, I would have said, you're crazy. But yet here I sit talking to you. If you'd have told me I could talk to millions of people on a podcast, I, that they would listen to me, first of all, and stream my shit enough, I'd be like, you're insane. And also, what if you told me, January 1st, all gyms in America would be shut down for months. I would have said that's lunacy. Yet here we are. The point is, don't let these things be anchors for you. Let them go. If the choice is between you holding on to an anchor and drowning, don't drown, man. Let that shit go. Come to the surface and breathe and do what makes you the happiest and fulfills you the most and leaves you with the most meaningful life possible. That's my takeaway today. Um, hopefully you guys got something out of it. I know I kind of rambled on there a little bit, but it was on my brain today as I've kind of went through this, as I've gone through the stages of like, you know, what are we going to do? What's it going to look like? What's it going to be? What do I want to do? You know, selfishly, personally moving forward. And uh, that's kind of the conclusions I've been coming to. I'm going to keep having fun with these guys here. Cause I, and again, everybody who supported Jeremy Scott Fitness from you know, Instagram to YouTube to Twitter to TikTok to LinkedIn to Facebook to our clients online to our clients in person from our inner circle to our 34 day to 47, whatever you name it. I appreciate you guys. If you didn't still log in and comment and show up and uh, do this, there's no way I would keep doing it. I, I just wouldn't. I don't need to hear myself talk or watch myself work out. I know what I sound like and I sure as hell know what I look like and I don't need to watch myself exercise. So I thank you guys. I truly do appreciate you. And I appreciate you listening to the podcast. It means a lot to us. Keep sharing it with your friends and family. Um, it's important that they hear uh, the same message, especially if they're in a rough space and they're not sure how to navigate it or where to turn to. I'm happy to be, you know, a voice for them any way possible. So I thank you guys. I truly do mean it. And again, don't let these things be anchors in your life. Let them go, man. And keep on doing, you know, the things you need to do. So with that said, um, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to the podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five star. Leave a couple comments. Would appreciate it. Same thing if you're on the iPad or your MacBook. Go to the iTunes icon. Ratings and reviews. Five star and leave me a couple notes. I thank you guys for that. It means a lot. And again, reminder, this podcast is brought to you by my homies over at BeamTLC.com. The Beam CBD, I take a tincture of it every single night, about 1,000 milligrams, and I've also been taking the Beam Adaptogen kind of clarity brand to help me have a little bit of brain focus, at least allow me to do a podcast today, so thank those guys for that. The code is Jeremy Scott, 
always for 20% off on the CBD. It has helped me sleep better at night, and I think it's helped me not stress as much because I think a lot of other people who have probably been in my shoes over the last three months probably would have been shitting a brick, and I'm happy to say I have not been doing that. So if the CBD played any part in it, I'm happy for you guys to try it. So again, if you're confused, just hit me up. I'm happy to send you guys the discount code and the link as well. And uh, you can give it a shot for yourselves. But if you guys need anything, hit me up. Any requests for the podcast, as always, shoot them out to me. I'm happy to jump on them. And I thank you guys. So stay safe and stay sweaty. And hopefully you guys are slowly getting back into reality and normal life as we go and navigate it the best way you see fit for you and your friends and your family. And there's no judgment there either way. If you feel like you need to go out, go out. If you feel like you need to stay home, stay home. If you got to wear a mask everywhere, wear a mask everywhere. If you don't want to wear a mask, again, everybody is free to live their life and do things the way that they see fit based on their state, their county, the guidelines, and just be a responsible person for yourself. And if you do that, you'll be able to take care of everybody else too. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please... Keep doing shit you love, but people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.